0: Hello and welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 4, Episode 15, The Invisible Killer. The original air date for this episode was April 10th, 1989. It was directed by Dana Elkar. This is his second and final directing appearance for the show. Um, It was written by Chris Haddock, um, who I think wrote his last episode, and we'll go on to write more. Um, And I guess according to an interview with, um, I forget who the interview is with, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But on uh, the MacGyver Project blog, he said that part of Dana's deal for the season was that he would get to direct two episodes for the season. All right, well, there you go. Um, He didn't get to choose which ones he was going to direct, but it was just scheduled according to which ones worked best for his timing.
1: Yeah, because the one didn't have Pete at all.
0: Right, exactly. He wasn't even in his first episode, but he's definitely in this one. Um, I guess the deal was made at the top of the season, um, and this was the script that was ready when everything fell in Mm -hmm. place, but it's funny that both times it was with the same writer and and that writer's first two episodes. But yeah, um, why don't we discuss this episode in brief?
1: In this episode, MacGyver is leading a stress relief program in the mountains made up of Four Phoenix uh, Foundation employees. However, simultaneously, a bus of escaped cons, or a bus of cons, right. escaped. And we don't know who it's among It's like con air,
0: but con bus. Yeah,
1: con bus. We don't know who among them might not be who they seem.
0: Right. Um, and the very beginning of this episode is... Um, is it the car showing up to the rest stop?
1: Well, yeah, MacGyver is kind of opening like a narration of about the program. It's, it's right. It's a five-day hike across the mountain, and he passes by like a rest stop, like a like just just it's just literally a set of bathrooms, right? Like out in the middle of the road, and he's another car is with him that pulls over and he keeps going, MacGyver. But we stay with the car that pulls over, right? And he kind of gets out, enjoys the air, and walks into the best restroom. And that's when we kind of hear over the radio about the bus crash of Escape cons. And we just see a, a figure looming around. Right. We, we get a close-up of his, like, boots and his jeans. Um, and then as he walks... Towards, as if
0: that's going to be a clue later.
1: Yeah. Uh, and as he walks towards the bathroom, we see that he's wearing, like, a denim jacket that just says county jail right, right on it. Like, yeah. he didn't get rid of it. He didn't... He didn't, he's totally identifiable yeah, he's, as he, this. It's,
0: it's really cold out. I'm yeah. going to keep this jacket on. I don't care if it identifies me as a criminal.
1: Yeah. Uh, but he goes into the bathroom, and apparently he's already got a gun. We don't know where Where he that got came it. from. Um, and so he just walks right into the restroom and just sh- full-on shoots the guy who's in there. Yeah. And as he comes out, he just drags the body into the woods. And then gets into his car.
0: Which really served no purpose. He could have just as well left the body in the bathroom. Let's,
1: let's, why, yeah, why bother dragging it to the woods? It's, it's, you have just I guess as he much. thought it was
0: enough cover that he would have more time to assume this person's right. identity. But it didn't really work out that but, but way.
1: But see, my thinking was, throw it into the cistern of the of the restroom. Yeah. Like, the, these, these restrooms that are out in the woods like that, it's just a gigantic septic tank. Yeah. That just sits underneath the restroom. You dump a body in there, ain't no one going to find it. Yeah. Not that I have any experience.
0: Right. But there's but, so much bacteria in there that, yeah. like, in a few days, like, obviously you're not going to notice the smell.
1: Exactly. No smell.
0: But the body would be completely dissolved.
1: Yeah. But instead he drags it into the woods and just leaves it there. Right. Um, But as he gets into the car, he's listening to the radio about the, the, the convicts. And luckily there's, like, a map and the Phoenix Foundation brochure. Right.
0: Like, so he's... I, th- I thought it was so crazy, though, that they would announce, like oh, these criminals are on the loose, and the police have set up roadblocks to catch the criminals. Like, yeah. you wouldn't announce that on the radio, no. would you? Because then the criminals would avoid know the roadblocks. Road road yeah.
1: Unless it's misinformation. It's right, like, yeah. It's like, they're giving the three roadblocks for the four different roads, and it's like, yeah. aha, this is the road I'll go they're down. They're
0: announcing roadblocks on all the roads that don't have roadblocks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I don't think that they're being that clever. I think it's just, literally, they're giving exposition. it Exposition, yeah. yeah. Uh, but 12 prisoners had escaped. And uh, so this gentleman who uh, now has this other person's car, we don't know anything, information yet. All we know right. is that a convict has stolen a car. Right. And has the Phoenix Foundation stress relief brochure in his possession.
0: Right. And then we move back to MacGyver at the Cascade Trail sign. Right. As and, people are showing up. Yeah,
1: four cars, all with out of state license plates. Right. So it's four different states, with, which is odd that they all drove there.
0: Yeah, and we're like, already playing the guessing game, like, yeah. which one of these people is it? Well, we, we they set up in advance that none of them know each other, Correct. so it makes sense that they would all drive by themselves.
1: Yeah, but why would, but like, some of them Some of them just seem like they're really far. Like, it seems like you would fly and then rent a car.
0: Yeah, that's true. Rather than drive, drive the whole way. Drive your car like, from your home state the whole way. Yeah. Uh,
1: unless you're getting, like, travel expenses.
0: Yeah, maybe. So, just so. Milk it for all you can get. Yeah,
1: it's like, I get, I get mileage.
0: Road trip courtesy of my company.
1: Um. So right off the bat, we're given, like, four different people who could Because since they're all out-of-state plates, none of them... All of them can be a suspect.
0: And also, as we're seeing them get out of their cars, we see a pair of boots and long jeans drop into the shot. Right. And we're like, oh, this is the killer. And then the next set of feet, it it's, looks the exact same. And yeah. then the next look the exact same. So now we have no idea which of yeah, these four it's, guys. Yeah, it's all,
1: it's all being perfectly set up here. And uh, so Mac- MacGyver starts introducing himself and then asks... For the four names that he has on his list right and so we have four potential hikers we have henry coulter fred beam tony parisio and charles Larrabee. chuck chuck um and and as they're kind of introducing each other we're kind of like getting like a little bit of a an idea of who they are like when henry coulter introduces like himself uh larabee goes coulter i know you don't i
0: no, no, I don't think you do.
1: <laughs> it's all it's all being set up to be, like, super suspicious. Yeah. Oh, and some of them have injuries.
0: Um, right. Yeah, some of them have, like... Tony Pariseo has, like, a bandage on his eye. Yeah. And Chuck Larabee's glasses are or broken. broken and,
1: like, half-mended. Yeah. And, uh...
0: With the same tape that's used on the bandage for Tony Pariseo's... Right, right. Bandage for some reason.
1: But this is where MacGyver brings up the invisible killer for which
0: this episode is named. Right. But for some reason, like... They're throwing most of the shade Colton's way, it seems like, at this beginning part. When Chuck Larrabee's like, hey, I know you, don't I? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think you do.
1: You see, like I felt I felt immediately that it was Paricio.
0: I thought it was Parisio too, because he walks up to MacGyver and he says, hey, I work in this department and I yeah, do yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, okay, this guy just read all this guy's paperwork in the car. Yeah,
1: and, and then MacGyver's all, I don't want to hear about it. And he's kind of like,
0: uh, like yeah, scoffs at him. insulted about it. But the actor who plays... Uh, Tony Parisio is Adam Arkin, who, mm-hmm. in addition to playing the therapist on the West Wing, which is the role that I always think of, yeah, apparently yeah. he is Alan Arkin's son.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. had
0: no idea. Which is funny, because uh, James Sloyan, who's playing uh, Henry Coulter, actually looks like Alan Arkin in yeah. this episode.
1: <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I know James Sloyan, uh, but I messed up his name. Sloyan, Sloyan. yeah. Sloyan. Um I, wa- I, I want to put, like, a <laughs> sound. Sloyan. Um,
0: like it's Russian?
1: yeah. Uh, but, uh, I know him, uh, from uh, like a couple episodes, of uh, Star Trek.
0: Right. And he's going to come back as George Fraley in season five, of episode 13, live and learn. And Chuck Larrabee is Andrew Rhodes, who will come back as Nelson Richardson in season six, episode 17 blind faith. Mm. So a lot of repeat customers. Yeah. here.
1: Yeah. So the invisible killer, which is job related stress, right? And, uh, that's what they're such
0: st- a, such a, different episode than the last one that Dana came on to yeah like, oh my goodness last time oh, it was like serious like racism and class issues and now it's like stress, stress. is a problem
1: well there there are some pretty brutal no things there's definitely that dark stuff these are these
0: are definitely the two darkest episodes so far
1: uh so it's a five day hike and so like the first leg of their hike is to the first campsite you know, right. which is you know it's, it's a couple miles and macgyver says he wants to start them off slow. And he's kind of showing them on the map where they're going to be going, and what's nice about this is that if so far, like this is exactly what an escaped con would want because it's going up through the pass. Right. It's avoiding the roads and the highways and getting them out of the danger zone. Which
0: is just further explanation for why did this guy sign up for the Phoenix Foundation Trail and then follow through on it instead yeah. of just taking the roads? But it's like this is the only way to get out. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to get airlifted at the end of it, or
1: well, they said they were being picked up.
0: But like specifically, yeah, yeah.
1: like I I assumed it would just be a Phoenix pool or something like that that would take them back to their cars. Yeah, Uh, and so as they get underway, we cut back to the rest stop where a little boy and a little girl are playing frisbee.
0: And we know instantly where this is going to end up. Anytime you see two people playing frisbee near something hidden. (laughs) <laughs> anything hidden like in a movie when you see two people playing frisbee that aren't the main characters mm-hmm. that frisbee is going to play into something yeah yeah and of course the girl is the one that overthrows it mm-hmm. like they're it's the 80s so they have to be like oh well the boy knows how to throw a frisbee and the girl doesn't so yeah. she overthrows it it goes into the woods and then the kid goes up to find it yeah and their parents are both back at the rest stop mm-hmm. but when he comes up over the hill he sees this dead body and he goes dad like yeah. he's trying to get his dad's attention to the fact that there's a dead body there but it looks like it looks it, like he's just stumbled upon his dad's corpse in the woods <laughs> and apparently as a result of that 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 part of the episode has been cut from a lot of oh really like broadcasts yeah
1: like it makes sense because it was we we all when we were watching we we're all like wait was that his dad yeah
0: and then we're like wait no this is like hours later and we saw the car that guy came in mm-hmm. so but um Yeah, so it's just a little bit misleading that the kid says that the way he does. But you can see he's, like, looking behind him when he says, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because then he runs off with more of a tone like, Dad!
0: Like, I need help. Yeah. Uh, Or you do, Dad. (laughs)
1: Dad Dad needs help. (laughs) We haven't seen him in 12 years, and here he is.
0: (laughs) What are the chances? (laughs) Uh,
1: Stepdad? Stepdad. Come look. I found Dad. Did you chop firewood for me, boy? (laughs) Sorry, it was a, kind of a South Park reference. <laughs>
0: uh, I think here we move to the actual scene of the flipped over bus before we go back to the, the campers, right? Um, not
1: yet. Um, no. we're, uh, first, we, we get a little bit more of the hike where MacGyver's... This is like the worst trail. It's like a dry creek bed, but it's full of rocks.
0: Yeah. And... It, it no actually, part of this seems stress-relieving. Yeah. It seems like they should all be very upset about the fact that they've been dragged along this trip.
1: Yeah, and, and actually, these rocks are so kind of, like, white. Uh, the rocks look like they've been quarried because they're so they're so clean. Yeah. And so I was thinking that this must be, like, some kind of maybe man-made flood control or barrier or some kind. Yeah. That they're just kind of hiking through. Um, and they're all kind of having trouble because it's uneven ground. Uh, this is actually one of the parts that I remember of this episode for some reason that Larrabee wants to take off his boot, but MacGyver tells him not to because his feet will swell up. Right. And he won't be able to get his foot back in. Yeah. And so whenever I go hiking, I always have that in mind when my feet hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, like, take these shoes off right now.
1: I better not do that. Uh, But Coulter suspiciously finds, like, holly and berries. Yeah. And just, and he looks like he's going to eat them. Yeah. Because he, like, grabs a whole bunch of berries and he sniffs them. It's like, oh, don't eat those, dude. But then he just kind of, like, smiles and tucks them away.
0: It's funny how many like Christmas plants are poisonous. Oh yeah. Because holly berries are poisonous, but also mistletoe. Is mistletoe poison. is poisonous, yeah. and um, those Hawaiian flowers, poinsettias.
1: Oh yeah, poinsettias are yeah. also
0: poisonous, <laughs> and they're all like connected to Christmas in a way.
1: Happy holidays! Don't don't eat this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where we get to the accident site where they got a bus flipped over. It's yeah,
0: like, it's like pretty good production value because it's not just like they grabbed any bus. It looks like a prison bus, mm-hmm. and it's tipped on its side, and like windows are busted out.
1: Uh, and Pete arrives uh, to meet Sheriff Max Hubbard and uh, Deputy Walker. Now, what I thought was interesting was that this is because you know I don't know if you know how the sheriff department work works is that there is only one sheriff,
0: right? And all and the everyone other everyone else is deputy deputy sheriffs. Yeah.
1: yeah, I thought it interesting that the actual sheriff was there coordinating the effort but i'm sure it's a very small county
0: right um and the actor here is blue Kuma playing the sheriff who will come back uh for two more episodes as lieutenant rome and he'll be in uh season five episode 19 hearts of steel and season six episode 16 there but for the grace
1: yeah he's in a lot yeah he's good
0: yeah he does a great job here
1: i we think he he does a lot of voice acting too yeah he does I seen when i I was looking him up uh and this
0: isn't actually the first time that we've had a a bus flipped over on the side of the road, either, because that happened in the gauntlet, too. When the, oh, yeah, that's the true. bus went down the hill. And that one went into a lake or something, mm-hmm. too, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure they had to winch that thing out. Yeah. Uh, unless they were filming on location in Central America. In they might
0: case. actually have winched it out in the episode. Mm-hmm. I think there's a scene where they're pulling it out of the lake. They're like, oh, they're not here.
1: Okay. Well, it makes sense. You yeah, yeah. You can't leave it there. Uh, Deputy Walker uh, doesn't play much part yet. Um, she's just kind of like, this is where, where we kind of first meet her. Yeah. Um, Hubbard is showing Pete where they found the dead body at the rest stop. And by said, the way,
0: Deputy Walker, you know who that is? No. Julie Downing is her credit.
1: Oh, is that the writer?
0: Downing. Like, Stephen like Downing's Downing? daughter. Yeah, yeah. I, was just,
1: yeah. I was gonna. As soon as you said Downing, I was yeah. like, oh, like the I'm, I'm
0: realizing now that the interview where they talked about Dana's deal for the season was an interview with Stephen Downing because he mentions the fact that it's actually his daughter. Okay. That, that was in the episode, and she'll actually come back. Um, as a, a more major character, Laura Fowler, in uh, Season 6, Episode 3, The Gun. Okay. But yeah, so his daughter actually appeared on the show. Nice. And she does a great job. She's Yeah, fine. She's, yeah. she's fine. Um, so Hubbard shows Pete
1: where they found the body and they identified it as one of the Phoenix employees. Yeah. And that's when Pete realizes, well, he's supposed to be on his way to MacGyver. We better start to warn them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get back to the hiking group where Coulter is, like, picking plants up off the ground and, like, giving the Latin names. Right. He's, like, really hammering home that he's, like, a professional.
0: And is it Tony or Chuck that's, like, oh, so what is this? You're, like, a botanist or something like yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it's Parisio.
0: Yeah. And
1: Paricio is saying, hey, knock it off with that. And then Pariso is trying to get a radio to work. Yeah. And, because uh, he says he's got... Uh, he's missing the game. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a paycheck riding on the Lakers. And, uh, Dr. Beam, who spends his entire time smoking, like, they do all these things that get you to, like, yeah. be really suspicious. So it's like, is
0: Beam smoking because he's nervous? Is Tony listening to the radio because he wants updates on this yeah. whole crime thing? Or,
1: well, and, and why would it, wouldn't a doctor probably be prone not to smoke?
0: Yeah, and isn't Chuck, like, upset at him for listening to the radio and keeps trying to turn it off? Is no, it? the Beam is the one who's upset. Beam is the one who's upset. Yeah, and so him.
1: Beam actually knocks it out of his hands and it, and it gets, like, kind of crushed So these the guys
0: didn't sign up for no reason. They're all very stressed out. Yeah.
1: Or, they, they're or they're acting. <laughs> or they're murderers.
0: Or one uh, of them is a criminal botanist. Who knows?
1: <laughs> they're all criminals, but they don't know each other, so yeah. they're all pretending. To be...
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect.
1: Um, so the the next leg of the hike is a suspension bridge. Right. Which is super crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's a completely like modern bridge. It's not like I mean, not like modern, in, like a modern, like a Golden Gate suspension bridge. But I mean, it's right. like. It's not a relic. Yeah. It, it was put there by the Park Service as a means of traversing this right. this canyon.
0: According to a comment on the MacGyver project from David Froelich, this is the Lynn Valley Bridge, okay. most likely. Um, I think uh, Stephen Downing in the interview mentions a different bridge, but they're two very popular bridges in the same area, and just mm-hmm. based on the view of the creek below, yeah. Uh, David Froelich seems to think this is probably the Lynn Valley Bridge. Yeah.
1: You can see that there, there, there are really thick, heavy cables, and there's a lot of, like underlying support cables right yeah you could clean wood there's fences to keep you from falling over yeah uh but as they try to cross uh larabee starts saying like hey i'm acrophobic i i can't do this i'm this is gonna stress me out and so it's, yeah. oh, well you will take it one step at a time and of course he immediately slips but it's
0: not like a rickety bridge it's a really nice Yeah, it's
1: a, it's a strong and look macgyver as we know doesn't like heights yeah
0: he's got a fair heights but he crossed fine
1: yeah and uh so, of course, Larrabee immediately like locks up halfway through. Yeah. And when MacGyver tries to help him, he just flails his arms and knocks MacGyver, flips him backwards Completely over the Completely over edge. the railing, yeah. And MacGyver manages to grab onto the chain link uh, guardrail right. that's that's holding like the bridge up.
0: And it's a he, really cool stunt here because yeah. they've actually got Richard Dean Anderson like locked over. up to the side of the bridge on the outside of the railing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he, he's... Usually, like, it's, like, a green screen or blue screen, like, it yeah. looks fake, but this is, like... But this I'm shot, just...
0: like, you're looking straight down at the creek below him, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, he's literally hanging off the side of this bridge. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously support holding him up. There's got to be, like, all kinds of strapping around him. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm he's sure. on the other side of this railing.
1: Oof, it's freaky. Yeah. So, uh, Coulter comes back out onto the bridge to try to help, and,
0: uh... Or under the guise of being helpful at first.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And I kind of wondered, too, also... I mean, I feel like we shouldn't give away the mystery. Uh, but I... Oh, you know what? I'll save it. We'll come, we'll I'll, come I'm, back I'm going to save it. it. I'm going to save it for later. Yeah. Um, so, they help MacGyver... Uh, Coulter helps MacGyver get up, and then just immediately punches larabee in the face yeah
0: and knocks him out yeah and then they both carry him across the bridge after they get macgyver up
1: and he said that he used used to to be be a a lifeguard
0: lifeguard. (laughs) like okay well not hiring you as a lifeguard
1: i guess i mean i was trying to think of like i guess if someone's really panicking and they're like trying to claw you and and as a result like they're submerging you as they're trying to get on top of you and then you just say i need Right. I need to Knocking knock you, you out. Unconscious. I need that, to...
0: that cannot be in any lifeguard handbook, I guarantee you. There's no one says, knock the drowning person unconscious so that you can easily carry Drag them, them It doesn't make any sense that he says, I used to be a lifeguard. Like, maybe if he said, I used to be like a prize fighter. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to say, oh, I used to be a lifeguard. This is what you're supposed to do. No, it's not. Don't punch drowning people, listeners.
1: You're you're the worst. This is, this is CPR, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And for some reason, instead of being, like, on the beach, I imagine him at, like, a public pool, like, with eight-year-olds, like, just <laughs> stay out of the deep end. No running. No <laughs> just running. Just <laughs> knocking <kids>
1: out. <laughs> Adult swim. <laughs> uh, uh, so they get Larrabee across, and so MacGyver says, hey, Chuck, this your acrophobia was not in your application for this yeah. trip. Which I'm sure that they had like guidelines, like, "Hey, we're going to be crossing some like rough terrain." You have to heights. tell us about any
0: kind of fears related to the out of doors. Yeah, like
1: our allergies. Yeah. Um, to food because like you know they're bringing sure, yeah. freeze dried foods and stuff. Uh, and uh, so MacGyver's kind of like being more inquisitive about who Larry might be. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was embarrassed about it and he didn't want to put it in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think he says as much too when he. Yeah,
1: whatever. he's he's just like, yeah, it's just my pride is hurt. Yeah. Uh, Pete, now back with the sheriff, still in the, like, the mobile command center, is trying to convince him still to go and check out where the base camp started. Right. Which, which base camp isn't really a camp, it's just where the cars are parked. Yeah. Um,
0: it's just the sign for the Cascade Trail. Yeah. Which um, is maintained by the Phoenix Foundation. Like, they own the trail like the sign oh, that says really? cascade trail says phoenix foundation underneath it
1: oh well maybe they just have but maybe they were just like as like a as a grouping point like i don't a, know
0: but it was like carved into wood I on know, the really? oh really oh okay yeah. Well, that's pretty that's yeah. interesting then it seemed like more of a but, permanent sign but it
1: also seems something like the yeah like an adopt do. a trail thing yeah yeah. yeah yeah pete decides to go on on his own but this,
0: this feels a lot with with pete on the like with the sheriff's department mm-hmm. trying to figure this stuff out remotely. It feels a lot like, uh, that he's like on an adult version of the final approach episode. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Like these, you know, convicts and MacGyver out in the mm-hmm. woods. Like, um, yeah. And then Pete really can't do anything about it. Cause for some reason they've, they have no way of communicating with each other.
1: Right. And so, uh, when Pete decides to go and check the cars out himself, Max Hubbard, the sheriff, insists that at least Deputy Walker go with him. Yeah. Just in case. Maybe Because yeah. maybe he is right, and there will be someone there. So better to have at least one other sheriff there.
0: How great would it be, though, if they went to check on the cars and, like, 11 dudes came out of the woods and just beat <laughs> him up and took his oh, his information? they just come back to work at the sheriff's department? Like...
1: <laughs> They're all Pete
0: and Deputy yeah. Walker?
1: I'm also Pete, though.
0: You lost a lot of weight, and now you're black. <laughs>
1: Uh, as Mac and the rest of the group head down a trail, pericio starts, like, just kind of yelling, like, enjoying, like, the the space of freedom and, like, yeah. that there's no one around. And once Literally again... he's like, shut up. Yeah, shut up, man. And it's like, what are you trying to call so much attention to us for? Yeah. And immediately, like, it's kind of an awkward run, but this forest ranger kind of, like, comes shuffling out of the woods. With woman, a rifle. With a rifle, and then goes, hold it right there. Um... I think we only get her name once, and it's Liz. Yeah. Uh, and I think she her credit is just Forest Ranger Liz. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's what I, I put on my notes. Uh, so she wants to see all their ID all IDs to verify that they're right. With the Phoenix Foundation.
0: And here's the first real hint that we get of, of yeah. who might be a criminal here.
1: Because they all pull out their IDs. Obviously, we know MacGyver is MacGyver.
0: Right. Three of the four of them have their thumb over their picture. Right. The only one who doesn't here is Tony Paricio, mm-hmm. which we can either assume that he is who he says he is, and that's why he didn't bother to cover his face, or he thought, like, is the case, that you couldn't tell from the picture from this yeah, distance. Yeah, exactly. Because I can't tell if it's yeah, Tony's for, picture.
1: Like, the, the, the quality of the footage? Yeah. You can't tell who the picture yeah. is. But, but it's yeah, also
0: the, possible from the distance she's standing that you wouldn't be able to tell from right. there either, so.
1: But the rest of them are very clearly thumb over their picture. Yeah, um, just in case, like one of them is super blonde and the other one is. But dark it now.
0: never occurs to MacGyver to be like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Yeah. You all give me your IDs. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, that would have been like the easiest litmus test, like, you know, the blood in the petri dish. Oh, situation from the thing. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because as soon as he's as soon get as get me off of this couch. <laughs> as soon as he's suspicious of them, which he becomes. Yeah. Just like just let me see your IDs, and right? Because she
0: fills them in on the whole backstory of yeah. A bunch of criminals got escaped. What, twelve criminals? Twelve, yeah. And total. They,
1: and she only has intermittent contact because, uh, you know, she's she's just a fire watch. She's not right. part of the investigation. Uh, so she she invites them up to the fire watch tower for a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah. And Which, for some reason, is okay with being up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he says, oh, you know, it's fine as long as, like, a... solid ground under me. But then Parisio starts, like, hopping up and down, getting the whole structure to shake.
0: I wonder if that place actually shook or if it was just a camera move.
1: Uh, it probably shook. Yeah. I-, I can't imagine that structure is Because if that it sound. actually
0: did shake, I bet they've realized that first, and they're like, oh, man, we can move this place. Hey, let's have Tony, like, make a joke with Chuck mm-hmm. about how he can make the place move.
1: Because it seemed kind of improvised a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a... It seems like they're just kind of yeah, like yeah. having fun with
0: it. Yeah, Adam Arkin's great. Yeah. I really like his character in this. I wish he was in more stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a long IMDb page, but he's he's a, he's a funny actor. I like him.
1: Uh, yeah, so Matt gets more information from Liz about the convicts. And uh, they all start kind of, like, getting into, like, a little bit of an argument about, like, teasing Larrabee. Yeah. And Coulter's up there, too. And so they all kind of, like, leave, except for Coulter stays behind. Um, and sets his coffee down on the radio. Yeah. the last, like the last image we see. And outside Liz is making like a little bit of a bird call, uh, out of a, she's whittling it out of a stick. And MacGyver's kind of asking her like about why she's out here. And
0: I like the line from MacGyver there though, where he's like, that's a bird call. I just figured that out. I just figured that (laughs) out.
1: And, and she's saying like, oh, I just got divorced and I thought that this would be a good place to go and think about things. Yeah. And she gives him the bird call, and she says, you know, if you ever need a little bird to keep you company. And I was like, wow, yeah. she is full-on hitting on you, MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, take the And MacGyver's hint.
0: like, well, the last time I thought a forest ranger was flirting with me, it was my ex-girlfriend, and she was not flirting with me. Yeah, yeah. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was clearly an awkward situation.
0: I'm an old boyfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uh, Pete and Deputy Walker reach the suspension bridge because now they're. Oh, we didn't mention that when they find the cars, uh, they find a lock of hair. So someone yeah, a ponytail. like ponytail. Yeah, like a ponytail. So someone with dark hair has like trimmed their hair to look more. Which
0: narrows it down to everyone but MacGyver.
1: Yeah, pretty much because MacGyver never would cut his hair.
0: So so far we're sure that MacGyver's not the killer, and Tony might not be because he didn't cover up his face.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Pete now is confirmed that one of the convicts is up there with them. Right. Uh, so as, they, as Pete and Walker kind of reach the suspension bridge, they see that someone's cut it loose. Yeah. Um, they, and they didn't cut it because it's like thick steel cable. Yeah, they cable. dropped it loose from yeah, the other yeah. side. Yeah, they unhooked it and just let it fall. So it's like just draping down on yeah. Pete's, Pete's side. Yeah. Uh, so they're forced to kind of like go around, which is going to take some time uh we get more weird scenes like Coulter like is picking stuff up off the ground and eating it. Yeah. And he calls it a fiddlehead and I was just like, what? Yeah. What are these things that you're finding?
0: He also uses whatever the latin term is for uh for, for uh, buttercup. Buttercup, yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like a buttercup to me. Mhm. But and and the implication is that he's like a botanist for, for the Phoenix f- Foundation. for the foundation, yeah. So he just works in some kind of a lab with botany. Yeah. And in fact, this Maybe is... Maybe underground, where that crazy woman did Yeah,
1: stuff. where all the, the, the crazy uh, surviving plants that yeah. can grow in anything. Yeah. And this is where Larrabee... Because MacGyver's questioning Coulter about this very stuff. Yeah. This is where Larrabee goes, oh, Coulter, Henry Coulter, now I know you. We used to talk... We talk on the fax machine.
0: Yeah, which like, is not a thing that anyone has ever said.
1: That's not how fax machines work. Um, especially in the 80s. He's just like, hey, Larrabee?
0: <laughs> 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 just back and forth like that
1: (laughs) I'm used to talking to beaker
0: (laughs) all right you're coming through loud and clear I got the picture Uh,
1: and yeah so this and like Coulter goes oh yeah Chuck Chuck now I know who you are and they kind of shake hands and and Chuck makes a joke he's like hey don't tell anybody but your your department's getting some budget cuts yeah and he gives them like a friendly like cheek tap yeah and it's just
0: such a jerk move
1: yeah um
0: have you ever seen the movie severance the horror film no (laughs) okay so the the plot of the movie severance i copied and pasted it from from uh i don't know if this is google or imdb Um, members of the palisades defense corporation sales group arrive in europe for a team building exercise a fallen tree blocks the route and they must hike to their destination but a psycho killer lurks in the woods and he has a horrible fate in mind for each of the co-workers. So it's very similar to this.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In a way. What year was that?
0: Um, It was recently. It was definitely oh, okay, way okay. way after this episode. It was in the early 2000s, I think.
1: I like the implications of severance. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like not only like severe, but to sever. Yeah. Like, you know, are going to chop it But them up. also
0: getting fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're all at work.
1: I like it. It's a good, that's a good title. It works on many levels. <laughs> so that evening, the group is around a campfire, and we get, like, the sweetest, sexiest saxophone
0: solo. Yeah, it's it's like, weird.
1: It's like, coming in. it's like, what What are we watching? Is this moonlighting? <laughs> uh,
0: Bruce Willis walks in, in the background.
1: Yeah. This is, like, the weirdest scene. Beam, Dr. Beam is tearing apart one of his cigarettes, like, right, ripping yeah. it up. And MacGyver says, how, where'd you learn to field strip a cigarette like that? And I was like, is he field stripping it? It looks like he's just tearing it apart. It's not like, he's not like taking it's it not apart like he's delicately carefully... to get pieces yeah, out of just it. so
0: that he can put hash into it.
1: Yeah, like he's just like <laughs> ripping it apart. Yeah. Because um, I imagine like the whole point is like he's trying to tear off the filter. Yeah. So he can smoke it without a filter.
0: Yeah. Uh, or he just wants to show how quickly he can take it apart and put it back together. Yeah. Like Gomer Pyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, and he was saying, and Beam's like, oh, what, you think I learned it in prison? I learned it in the Marines. It's like, you seem awful stressed and agitated to be a Marine. Like, like you're fr- flipping out about stuff all the time. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then somebody calls out Tony. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, my first thought was that it was Tony because he knew so much about the person's job that I thought he yeah. must have done all this research. But then I started to think it was Beam just because he's getting the least... Dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I thought he was like laying low because he was going to come back and be the person. But um, someone else calls out Tony, and then Tony kind of breaks down and says, "Yeah,
1: it you know me. what? It is
0: me. I, I did hit my head getting out of the, getting out of that uh, bus. The bus. This is the same time that Larry broke his glasses, and, and then they all start laughing. Yeah,
1: well, Larrabee's all that's not funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, Larry doesn't think it's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then Coulter says, "Well, you girls can worry about who's who." i'm going to bed
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um and i wasn't really clear if they each had their own individual tents it looks like they're they're sharing yeah guy has are, his own tent yeah but the
0: other two guys like, are it's are two sharing. people to a tent yeah
1: um and we see beam go into a tent right and he starts rum- rummaging through a bag and you just see him not kinda, his bag <laughs> yeah well you, you can't tell yeah
0: you can't tell a bag um,
1: uh, he's pulling a bag and he pulls out a gun and then someone just comes up from behind him and starts, right. starts strangling him. Yeah. And so the next morning, uh, Paricio and Larrabee come out of the same tent. Right.
0: So they're, they're in the, same, they're tent in the tent. same tent. So the other two were sharing that. Yeah, tent.
1: Coulter and beam were sharing a tent. So they all come out. There's a pot of coffee already on a fire. There's already a fire. Right. Cause MacGyver said to douse the fire before, where was the last douse the fire before you go to yeah. sleep. So someone else has started a new fire. And, uh, there's a pot of coffee. And so Paricio tries to wake up everyone else, like, just kind of like shaking the scent. And when he opens it up, he just kind of comes back and says, MacGyver, I think the beam is dead. And so they kind of look in there and MacGyver checks his pulse and it seems like he's dead, but then he finds like the holly berries. Yeah. And I don't know if he was thinking like, oh, he, he ate some of these and that's how he died. Or, cause you'd think there'd be like marks on the body from strangulation. Yeah. Bruises I like my coffee like stuff. I
0: like my women. Holly Berry. <laughs> I like That's it. good. That works. Uh, yeah. I'm sure her parents were like, Is Holly a name? And they're like, Yeah. And they're like, Let's spell it wrong. Holly <laughs>
1: Berry. Uh, anyway, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, so MacGyver comes out and they realize Coulter's missing and they all say, He must be the murderer. Yeah. Because he's the only one who's not here. Um, and so MacGyver asks who made the coffee this morning and no, they're all, I didn't make it. So MacGyver just kind of takes a sniff and then dumps it out on the ground and it's full of holly berries. And he's, he says right off the bat that much would have killed us. And now like Larrabee's especially mad. Like he's like hitting his leg. He's like, he tried to kill us.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he's like, but then they're all like, wait, why would he kill you MacGyver? Paricio is like putting it together. He's like, why would they kill you, MacGyver? Because you're the only one who can lead us out of here. Yeah. And MacGyver says, no, there's one other person. That's when we get Liz right. on the radio with Matt, Sheriff Hubbard. And she's saying, yeah, the Phoenix group came through here. All right, we're going to read you a description of everyone who escaped. See if it matches anyone in this group.
0: Right. And as the description is starting, yeah, someone's sneaking up behind her. Yeah,
1: Coulter is sneaking up behind her. And he grabs her rifle, and you think he's going to shoot her.
0: Yeah. But But then that would cancel out what he just said about MacGyver. Like, why would he kill you, MacGyver? You're the only one who can lead us out of here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because he does need her alive. Yeah. But he just starts smashing the radio and knocks it to the ground. And we get this crazy transition when the radio goes to the ground and then it's picked up by MacGyver. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? What happened?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't understand where we are right now. But
0: MacGyver just got there.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a crazy transition from... Them arriving back at the Firewatch tower after Liz and Coulter are long gone. Yeah. But uh, it was such a weird transition. Uh, and so MacGyver says, uh, "I'm going to go after him. You guys, see if you can fix the radio." Yeah. Because Parisio said before, when he was like giving all that information, which seems suspicious at the time. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm an electrical engineer with the, you know, the communications department." Like yeah. he's like, he's so like,
0: he knows how to fix radios yeah. conveniently enough.
1: It was the Wayne's world is like it's a good thing we were there to get all that information although it seemed suspicious at the time
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so Larrabee and uh, Parisio stay behind as MacGyver kind of like heads out into the woods and he's able to make catch up with them because Liz is being led at gunpoint and Coulter doesn't want to like has to take easy yeah. steps because he, he slips really bad at one point Coulter yeah. you can just see the actors kind of like whoa <laughs> yeah um And I remember when we were watching this episode, I said, what was the name, what's the word for a tree when you you bring a tree down? And it's to fell a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was trying to think of, like, the word fell and felled can be used to describe trees that are on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's just just trees everywhere on this ground. Yeah. It's almost like it's, like, part of a, a logging area. Because there's just so many trees that have Which fallen Which would make over.
0: sense that it's probably the same area where they shot survivors because there were a bunch of tree stumps in that part. Yeah, too. yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, they're leading them through the trail, and MacGyver plays the bird call like right. to kind of signal Liz. Because Liz makes a point of saying, uh, hey, if you... if you aren't aren't nicer to me, because Coulter's kind of, like, jabbing her with a gun. Yeah. She says...
0: I'm just going to lead us in circles until we starve to death.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think when MacGyver plays that bird call, one, that signals that he's nearby, but I think that Liz also takes it as, I'm going to lead us in circles for a bit. Yeah. Because MacGyver starts putting together something where he is. So... Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense, like, unless they're coming back. Yeah. So uh, uh, Liz leads them down a trail... And MacGyver starts putting together this really, I don't know what this thing is.
0: Pointless contraption.
1: He, he's like spiral binding these twigs into like a like a orb shape. Yeah. And like with it, with look, a, it
0: almost looks like one of those like microwave popcorn things. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, what is he doing? He comes it looks in,
0: like the Holy Rose.
1: Yeah. It's a, It, it <laughs> literally does. That is exactly what it looks like. It's a, a future joke. Uh, tune, tune in to what what, five episodes from I don't now? Know.
0: Somewhere down the line.
1: Um, uh, and then he covers it in ferns and then lights it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you Just overcomplicated, not necessary. But of course, Liz and Coulter come across it. And Coulter is immediately like, what the heck is this thing? Because it's on fire. And as soon as MacGyver uh, sees that Coulter is like getting face face first into it, he pulls a string.
0: That opens the thing up. Yeah,
1: it, it, it like pops open yeah. and shoots smoke and debris up into Coulter's face. I I don't know. This is, this is pretty weak.
0: It could have just been like, he's like, you guys go in a circle. I'm going to build something. And then yeah. when you come back, he just gets hit with a rock.
1: He could have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, or, or why not just like put anything on the ground? Because he's going to go, hey, wait, what's that? Yeah. It doesn't have to be this weird smoking dome. Yeah. Uh, So uh, MacGyver gives them the old uh, face punch knockout, but also the the handshake that Uh. that that hurt. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Meanwhile, Pete and Walker apparently have given up the search and gone right back to the sheriff.
0: They were like, all right, let's get out of here. These Um, people are a lost cause. Yeah.
1: But luckily, the sheriff has stumbled across another dead body, and all his identifying uh, papers have been removed, with the exception of a ring. Is that
0: celebrates 20 years. service. 20 the years? Phoenix. Yeah, it looks like he's like 36, so he must have started when he was 16.
1: Plus, is the Phoenix Foundation that old?
0: It doesn't seem like it. I thought it started when, when Dana P- was working there. Yeah. Which was like right after they left DXS in season like, one. Like
1: they started the Phoenix Foundation He's yeah. like one of the founders.
0: But he's been there for 20 years somehow. Apparently. Maybe they just bought it and took it over. Yeah.
1: The Phoenix Foundation used to be like a horrible military, like
0: yeah. private army. Yeah, it was part of the industrial complex. Yeah. And now it's... Now it's just a think tank. Uh, Question. The fire- oh. Did they leave that guy's body in the tent <laughs> and when they went back to the ranger station? Oh, yes. They just left it in they the woods. They just left it in the tent. This yeah. guy's going to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah. For sure.
1: How to be eaten by a bear. Uh, back at the Firewatch Tower, uh, uh, Larrabee and Paricio are kind of like trying to fix the radio. We kind of did get this like random insert. Where Parishio's almost got the radio fixed. And right. Parishio's joking with Larrabee saying, you know, I thought it was you this whole time. And Larrabee's all,
0: yeah. what? He's like, you were so mad about me listening to the radio. I thought you were going to take one of the batteries. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Like, in advance of a battery going missing, yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to take one of the batteries. Did one of the batteries go missing? Yeah. yeah. So why didn't that confirm his suspicion?
1: I'm not sure.
0: That's <laughs> so weird.
1: But as Liz and Mac get there, uh Larabie is like going, Aha, we got him, we got Coulter. And but they ask where Paricio is, and if he fixed the radio, and he says, Yes, the radio's been fixed. I don't know where Paricio went.
0: Yeah. That's the last we see of Paris, actually. Yeah, exactly. We That's... don't see him again for the whole rest of the episode.
1: Yep. Um so MacGyver and Liz go up to check on the radio and uh we can see that the radio is working, but someone cut the wire to the mic. Yeah. And I was like, well, the whole radio was smashed and you fix it. It seems like if a wire is perfectly cut, you just reattach the wires. Yeah.
0: Like, that should be very easy to fix compared to rifle smashing.
1: Yeah. Like I was like, he's like, we can't fix it. The wires have been cut.
0: It's like, this is the only part I know how to fix.
1: Yeah. It's like, that's how you, you know, when you're laying cable and wire, you do cut it. Yeah. Just so you can to attach life. it. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, so outside we see Larrabee yelling at Coulter. He's like, You know, you make a really lousy cup of coffee. Yeah. But uh, Coulter now says calls him Frank, not Chuck. He's like, right. Come on, Frank, we're in this together. He's like he's like, You tried to poison me with that coffee, you tried to kill me. It's like And Coulter says it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have killed you, Would it would've just put you to sleep.
0: Which is not true.
1: Yeah, MacGyver says Already this said, is enough to kill everyone. That would have killed us.
0: But also, so now we've revealed that both of these guys are convicts. So Correct. now we can go over what these guys have done back and yeah. forth since this started. At the very beginning, it seems like Chuck wanted them to have an involved backstory, mm-hmm. and Coulter was like, no drop it. Yeah, exactly. We don't know each other. And and Larrabee kept saying, hey, don't I know you? Yeah, I know you. And he's like, yeah. no, you don't know don't me. Don't
1: establish that we know each other. Stop. We're because not. he
0: knows that we don't know, we're not supposed to know each other. Yeah. It's all in the brochure.
1: Um, I also feel that when Larrabee smacks MacGyver over the edge, like he's trying to kill him. Yeah. Because it seems like such a weird thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, wait, they wouldn't know how to get out. Except for the map that Parisio has. Yeah. But... Would you take that risk? Yeah. And I feel like that's why Coulter came out and punched Larrabee. Like, like, what the heck are you doing, dude?
0: Get over here. Um, But then later on when Larrabee is like just trying to write a backstory just because he's a creative type, he's like, oh, yeah, I talked to you on the fax machine. mm -hmm. And it's like, why are you bothering with this?
1: Yeah. Well, it's just trying to hammer home. We know each other. We know each
0: other. We work together.
1: We're we're, we're part of the same team.
0: But it doesn't help Coulter at all. Like, it just builds a backstory for Larrabee. Yeah. And then Coulter's like, like, oh, uh, Larrabee. Like, yeah, I yeah, know no, you. we all, he already said his name. Everybody knows his name. That yeah. doesn't prove that you're not. A it convict. doesn't. Yeah,
1: it doesn't prove anything. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then the whole thing with uh Coulter setting the coffee down on the radio. Yeah. Because uh, earlier I mean we kind of glossed over it I forgot, but uh Liz only makes contact with the police. She says uh, she had a her, one of the fuses was stolen from her radio. Right. And so that was like the implication that Coulter was the last one with the radio. Right. He stole the fuse. Um which you know th- at that point do something more damaging than a fuse. It to me that's the same as cutting the wire. Yeah. Like you could just reattach the wire. You can you don't need a fuse. A fuse is a preventative measure from uh overheating like a over electrifying, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't actually need it to run it. You can run it just with a piece of wire. Yeah. Uh it's a failing point, it's an intentional failing point, yeah, for people who don't know what fuses are
0: and also uh, online, I was reading people saying, like, what are the chances that Coulter would know all this stuff about plants and the guy that he's replacing is a botanist, and it's like, we have no idea what the guy yeah exactly. his specialty was that he was replacing like he's he, just he happens to be a botanist who was a criminal, yeah. Doesn't mean like he's just like you know he's a Walter White type. He, he just knows a lot about a specific science. He's so, probably a drug dealer if he yeah, knows so exactly. much about botany. See,
1: I was gonna say he, uh, I was gonna say he was the poison ivy. Oh, <laughs> but, there you go. But uh, yeah, were, yours is probably better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, Larrabee, aka Frank, and Coulter, whose name we don't know, uh, both have the rifle. And Larrabee, Chut, Frank, I yeah. don't know what to call him. I'll continue to call him Larrabee, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he lets Coulter go, but he's not letting go of the gun because he's afraid that Coulter's going to try to kill him again. Yeah. So they're both yelling for Liz and MacGyver to come down, but mostly they just want the girl.
0: Right. Because they feel
1: Cause... that she either would be easier to control
0: and yeah, also knows the truth. I think they're worried about MacGyver fighting back more.
1: Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver starts trying to come up with a plan. And I have to say that this plan does not go anywhere where I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Because he tells her to take the lenses out of a telescope and they start wadding stuff into it. I was like, oh, this is going to be like the the, the Romanus. Yeah. Uh, in the
0: attic with yeah. the, the other centuries-old telescope that MacGyver mm. destroyed.
1: And then, like, put, is putting wadding in. It's like, okay, they're going to yeah. build a cannon. And they're going to Yeah, like I thought they were going to
0: launch, like, a spearhead through somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, what does he put in the end of it?
1: He, they they douse um, a cotton ball with alcohol, vinegar, and pepper. Like And it's like a okay. cayenne pepper. It's yeah, like yeah. a red pepper.
0: Um,
1: and they, and then he takes the... Air like the the speaker off an air horn, so he has the can of compressed air. It's like I would have just kept the the air horn yeah. and wait for them to come by and just blast Bing. them because yeah. you did that in the three for the road, right?
0: Yeah, it worked fine.
1: Yeah, that's that's a loud noise. It hurts. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Larrabee comes up the stairs with the gun, and he actually gets the drop on him because they're waiting for him to come through the door because he blasts it open yeah so MacGyver's got like the telescope aimed towards the door but then Larabee breaks a window to their right and goes ah I gotcha
0: yeah um but because he doesn't suspect this telescope at all he he doesn't have the presence of mind to prevent him from spinning the telescope on the table because Mm -hmm. it actually rotates
1: yeah it's like a it's like a some kind of like surveying surveying telescope uh and so MacGyver quickly turns it and then puts the can of compressed air into the tube and blasts out the cotton ball full of pepper and vinegar.
0: Yeah. And, and it hits him right in the eyes. Yeah,
1: right in the face. And, and for
0: some reason, this is the first moment that Chuck's not wearing the glasses to completely protect him.
1: Yeah. And he just stumbles backwards and breaks the railing.
0: And, and falls off of the Falls tower. off,
1: and was like, oh my gosh, he's dead. The guy who just killed the guy, he's like, oh no, his leg's
0: just broken. My leg is broken.
1: <laughs> it's like, no, you're dead. Yeah. You fell.
0: Yeah, this episode has, has, you know, it's, it's, willing to maim the criminals but it's not mm. going to kill them that that's terrible Even but though, it does that to all four Phoenix Foundation employees
1: yeah it killed they killed like two innocent people
0: four well,
1: no cuz that oh that's true yeah oh my gosh
0: everybody who signed up Everyone for the stress relief program got killed
1: <laughs> this is the and worst and they're still
0: going to do it next year <laughs>
1: <laughs> this year I guarantee it's going to go yeah, better.
0: I promise it's going to go better. You would have so much more stress going through. It's going to be The only people who should go next year are the people who don't have enough stress. Yeah. Cuz it's like let's go on a thing where all four people were brutally murdered last year.
1: Uh so Coulter goes over to see like if Larrabee's okay and he's like, "Well, you got a problem, buddy." <laughs> and, and just leaves them there. Yeah. So now Coulter is going up into the cabin, the watchtower to get them down. And Liz shows MacGyver this trap door and says, we use this to haul up supplies. Maybe we can use it to sneak out. It's like, well, it's not like a mine shaft. It's like, it just, you would see yeah, someone climbing out. Yeah, there's out. only
0: four support beams holding the thing up. You yeah. would notice people climbing down underneath.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't see how it's going to hide you. But uh, MacGyver instead takes the door off and starts, like, uncoiling a piece of rope. Right. And we don't see what it's for because Coulter comes in and starts looking around, but the room is empty. And he kind of looks around, and we get an overhead shot of MacGyver and Liz up in the rafters. And MacGyver calls out to Coulter. And I was like, that's a pretty risky move. Yeah, yeah. I would have just let him walk around a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's got a gun.
1: Um, because Coulter looks up, and he could have just stood in place and shot them. Yeah. But instead, he backs up to where the trapdoor should be, But yeah. it's now covered up by a rug. And he falls through it.
0: And somehow, and somehow, built in such a way that the rope wraps around him. Yeah. But not his neck. His neck. It just snags his arms.
1: Yeah. And MacGyver even has this look when they run down the stairs to see. It's like ah, went around his arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's disappointed.
1: It's like I thought I was gonna get his neck for sure.
0: Yeah. I thought it'd been funny if he was like, if for some reason Coulter had to like guess a password for something, and he's like, all right, what do you think the first letter is? <laughs> and he says like five letters, and then he falls through the ground.
1: Yeah. No.
0: Like he's playing hangman. Yeah. Yeah. You get, we no, we all know. got yeah. it. I just want to make sure.
1: I guarantee no one's laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing.
1: <I> know. <laughs> uh, so everyone's everyone's captured safely. Uh, as always, the criminals always live, just like right. in. Uh, the because that's just deadly it's dreams. Pretty
0: dark to kill a criminal. <laughs> Four innocent people though. Yeah, let's <laughs> leave their fine. bodies strewn about the episode. Especially At least Tony is spared the expense of having to show up dead on screen. Uh, yeah,
1: a gruesome demise.
0: Yeah. Uh we don't even know if he's dead really. They yeah, just said like he's you're not, not gonna see back. him again. He's yeah. not coming back. Like, what if what if he was another criminal? We just don't know.
1: Yeah. It's like or yeah, well it could have been. It's like, <laughs> by the way, I saw you on the cell block.
0: Tony found a way out, so he's gone. We're not gonna see him again.
1: Yeah, he got away. <laughs>
0: There's still ten murderers on the loose. Yeah. I want to remind well, yeah. our listeners. Well,
1: and you know, and Tony had the map. Yeah. So he could have gone yeah. on his own, theoretically. Gosh, and at the, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's still a criminal on the loose. Yeah.
0: There's still ten criminals on the loose. <laughs> well, no,
1: no, they, they say that they've rounded them all. All of them? Okay. Well, here's the thing. They, they say that they...
0: What they if say, one of the people that they rounded up is actually a Phoenix Tradition no, don't
1: understand. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm here for a retreat. I have too much stress. Ah. He just starts punching people. I'm not a criminal He just looks
0: exactly like the criminal. It's like his twin brother works for the Phoenix yeah. Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck, man. It's
1: Oscar from Resident Development. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, the sheriff is like like they're all kind of like having like this little moment where and Pete says, I want to name the retreat after the four men who died um which is morbid. Yeah. Um, the death trail, the trail yeah. of tears. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Walker, deputy Walker comes in with a radio and she says, Sheriff, your wife's on the phone. Your kids have the measles. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess they don't vaccinate. Yeah. <laughs> I was immediately like, this, like, I was like, then I was looking up like well, maybe they didn't vaccinate. Yeah. And so the sheriff kind of like jokingly looks over like, when does your stress thing start up again, MacGyver? And it's I just like I want
0: somebody to murder Whoa. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this.
1: This is the Cavorkian stress relief retreat. They
0: should change it to the early retirement retreat. <laughs> <laughs> the Cavorkian stress retreat. So wait, what were the four guys' names that they're going to name this trail after? Well, so we got and, Chuck Larrabee, Tony Bariccio, Henry Coulter, and
1: and Frank Beam.
0: Frank Beam. Yeah, that doesn't... The Beam Culture Parisio Larrabee Trail.
1: Yeah. None of those names go no. well together. No, not really. Just call it the Phoenix Trail. Yeah. Even, uh,
0: because that way you're advertising your own company. Yeah, exactly.
1: Named and, for the people who died servicing the Phoenix Foundation yeah. on a stress relief trip.
0: Right. <laughs> to be fair, they're not They're not feeling any stress now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, stress their worries relieved. are over.
1: I feel like Mom Mothma was like, many boffins died for this trail. <laughs> um, here's what I like about this episode.
0: I this like, is a good episode. I like this episode. I like
1: the mystery. Yeah. I like that they keep throwing you off. I like
0: that there's four red herrings and yeah. two of them aren't red herrings.
1: <laughs> you, you, they keep leading you around. They set you up so perfectly where some of them are injured. Yeah. Uh, some of them are overeager. Some of them are agitated. Weird little go- coincidences going on. Yeah. So they really do a good job at, like, setting up. And, and the people you don't, you, you suspect immediately. Like, the people who are, like, coming forward and being loud yeah. and obnoxious. Um, so they do a good job at uh, at maintaining the mystery.
0: But, like I said, the two people that I specifically was suspicious of were Tony and Beam. And they mm-hmm. were the two that were not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the convicts.
1: So it was good. It was a good episode.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think Dana does a good job directing. I think he could have done more.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know why he didn't. Um, I, I
0: definitely am a fan of uh, of this writer, of mm-hmm. uh, Chris Haddock's work. So I'm excited for the future Haddock episodes that we'll mm-hmm. get. Archibald Haddock. Sorry. What? Tintin. Is that the that, character a, from Tintin?
1: Yeah, it's it, Tintin, the captain that he's always with. Yeah. He's Haddock, I think. What do you
0: think of that movie? Uh,
1: I really wanted to be much better than it was. Yeah. I think when you have like what what was it? It was Edgar Wright, Peter Jackson and Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. All kind of collaborating and kind of I feel like it's like a power struggle
0: at that point. Wasn't it written by Simon Pegg and the guy that directed? Nick Frost. Or was it Nick Frost was I know Nick Frost was in it too.
1: I, I think I think Edgar Wright wrote it. And then Peter Jackson was producing and was originally going to direct
0: did edgar wright write it with joe cornish cornish
1: i'm not sure i'd have to look that up
0: cornish is the one who did attack the block attack right? the Block. Yeah. yeah
1: but he also co-wrote like the stuff with edgar wright
0: yeah i think they co-wrote the first ant-man draft too mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then that was all taken over yeah but uh yeah so the tintin we, i don't know how we got on tintin. oh yeah i haddock. said Haddock. yeah um uh yeah it was all right they're making
0: are they really? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is not still Spielberg?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know if he's still directing. Yeah. But uh, they are making another
0: one. Yeah. I wonder if BFG's any good.
1: It doesn't. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> it,
0: doesn't, it doesn't look good.
1: <laughs> oh, I think what's weird is like that Spielberg worked with Mark Rylance and said, "Hey, why don't you come back and be the giant since you you just won an Oscar for yeah. for this role for the movie that I, you were in with me." Um, I didn't like or despise either
0: yeah but this is an awesome episode yeah I like it yeah Um, I think that's everything for this Mm -hmm. one Uh, if you guys have any thoughts you want to share with us you can find us on twitter at opening gambit you can find us at facebook.com slash phoenix foundation podcast or our website phoenixfoundationpodcast.com and if you're digging the show feel free to review us on iTunes tune in next week we're going to cover season 4 episode 16 brainwashed so we got Jack Mm -hmm. that's going to be fun it's always good Thank you for listening. Thank you.